Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, Al Davis said it best, just win, baby. Is Alex Anthopoulos the most popular GM in Atlanta history? And Atlanta United is not very fun to watch right now. It's all next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuck right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We ask you to head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in that search browser when you find our page. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five star review there. And of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, it was a, a tough night at the ballpark last night. Um, you know, besides the rain delay, which always throws a quirk into games and you wonder how it's going to go before and after rain delay. Jake Odorizzi last night for the Braves stunk up the joint, right? He came out, gave up a couple of home runs, would give up another home run. It just, again, he's probably got about one or maybe two more starts to get some things figured out before the Braves. Who knows? Maybe DFAM or who knows what they what they may do. I can tell you this, he ain't going to make the playoff roster and all this, that, and the other. But tough night at the ballpark. Here's where we're at, though. Like, we... We knew going into this series, what I talk about, you have to win three out of four, right? Braves did their job, and they took the first two games against everybody not named Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom, right? And Scherzer was good. He wasn't great. You know, toward the end when he got pulled, he did get credited for giving up some of those runs. You know, Grossman hit the big three-run homer, and it was bringing him back, and this, then the other. And then their bullpen just kind of imploded from there, right? Well, now it's all on the line. And you get Max Freed back today. Now you have today's matchup is every bit of game one of a starting playoff series. Take any round of MLB playoffs. Jacob deGrom and Max Freed is ace on ace. This is a primetime playoff matchup in any round of MLB playoffs, right? But it's like Al Davis said, just win, baby. Because if you lose tonight, all the work that you put in those first two games goes away because at this point you've split the series. You haven't gained any ground on the Mets. You only have three games left with them and you'll be six games back in the loss column. So you'll have not gained anything and you're not going to be able to arbitrarily win the division just by beating them head to head with the three games that are left. You're going to have to have help from them. You're going to have to have continue to beat up all these vagabonds and all these flea bag and low life teams and things like that. You start taking things out of your own hands. At least tonight, if you pick up another game, you put yourself within striking distance for that series in October. So as Al Davis said, just win. Now look, Jacob deGrom going to pitch tonight in his career against the Braves, 10 and seven, a 2.01 ERA, 213 strikeouts in 166 innings, 11.5 strikeouts uh, per nine innings, over six strikeouts uh, for every one walk that he gives up. Of course, remember the last time that he pitched against the Atlanta Braves. He gave up, what, 12 strikeouts in five and two-thirds innings. He's 2-0 and on the season. He's made three starts. He's given up a total of three earned runs. So his ERA is a buck 62. He's averaging 15 strikeouts per nine innings with 28 strikeouts in 16 innings. Ain't nothing about this going to be easy today. 
and you're going to have to have clutch hits. We've been talking about this. Get guys on base. You know, be patient. Try to draw a walk. 15 pitch at bat for a walk, I'll take it. Move a guy from first to, you know, move a guy along from first to third on a single. Get aggressive on the base pass. I got no problem with Ronnie getting thrown out last night. You know, they made three, their catcher made three tremendous throws. Okay. You have to be aggressive. When you play these kinds of teams, you have to be aggressive. I don't care if you do get thrown out. I like the strategy. They had to make a perfect play to get those outs, and they did give them credit for it. Now, we'll talk more about this in just a second here. But first, let me talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Listen, you know how much we talk about these, the protein-infused marshmallows, the protein puffs, right? Well, listen, we've got the new flavor that's out right now, cookie dough chunk, light, chewy texture, covered in 100% real chocolate. Listen, I've told you before, you want a high-protein snack, low-sugar, low-carbon, all that kind of stuff, 160 calories with 15 grams of protein in them, right? Low carb, low sugar, perfect for when you need that snack, that little pick-me-up, things like that. The new flavor this month is cookie dough chunk, the protein-infused marshmallow puffs. Here's what we've got going on, okay? We got our deal going for you here. If you head over to built.com, put together your order. Again, I'm going to also recommend you try the s'mores because I love the s'more. I, th- I was pleasantly surprised about how good the s'mores were. But also try the new cookie dough chunk marshmallow-infused uh, or protein-infused marshmallow puff as well. Put that whole order together. Grab a whole bunch of stuff. Grab some boxes of stuff. When you get to the checkout, put the coupon code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, the number one, the number five, LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off that order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 at checkout to get 15%. Try the new cookie dough chunk marshmallow puff 15 grams of protein, only 160 calories. Head to built.com today. But you, you don't want to toss away the work of the first two games of this series by losing these last two. And I understand it. Scherzer in DeGrom. It's, it's why I've said before. That's why the Mets are not going to collapse because they got those two guys. They're not going to go on a five or six game winning streak or losing streak. If you if the Mets go on a five or six game losing streak, that means DeGrom and Scherzer both lost. Well, how many times is that going to happen when not one, but both guys start losing? So they're not going to they're not going to blow a whole bunch of games to the 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 flea bag nationals, the dirt bag pirates, the god awful Rockies, and all that kind of stuff. Again, we've talked about when you have your opportunity head to head, you have to get it going. Oh, by the way, too, uh, I do have to laugh about the fact that it, it, for all those people that say, "Oh, you're hating on Marcelo Zuna," as we've talked about him. Yeah, of course I'm hating on Marcelo Zuna because he stinks. Hello, he's not in for average, doesn't get on base. Only he, he hits the occasional home run and doesn't do anything else. You can't put him in the field. He can't steal a base. Why do you think the manager has sat him? Why do you think he's sitting in the most important series played in baseball this year and the manager is sitting him? The manager is sitting a $16 million player that you signed. The guy who won the Silver Slugger two years ago. Why do you think he's sitting him? Because he stinks. Is that clear enough for you? He stinks. That's why he's not playing. That's why I don't want him playing in this series. I don't want him playing against Houston. I don't want to see him. Let him go to Lake Eufaula. Go fishing. Let, let him go to the beach. I don't care. Just go away till next week when it's back to the Nationals and the Pirates and the Dirtbag Rockies or whoever the hell that the Braves got, the, the Fleabag Marlins or whatever. Yeah, the manager ain't playing him for a reason. He agrees with me. Not you, he agrees with me. 
Yeah, I'm hating on him because he ain't doing nothing for this team. Sorry, sidebar rant and everything like that. But the Braves have to find a way to get done. Yeah, it sucks. You got Jacob DeGrom on the mound today. Yeah, you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to work them, right? You know, eventually they did start to get to, you know, Max Scherzer a little bit right before they pulled him, got into the Mets bullpen. You know, you're going to have to work some counts. You're going to have to run DeGrom's pitch count out. You're going to have to have patience. And I know it's easier said than done, right? You got a guy on the mound who's a flamethrower, averaging 15 strikeouts per nine innings. Think about that, right? The last time he saw the Atlanta Braves, what do you have? 12 of his 17 outs were via the strikeout? That's absurd. You have to put the ball in play. What do we say about playoff baseball? Put the ball in play. Put pressure on defense. Put pressure on the other teams. This game today for me, they need to get Ronnie on base. Can you walk? Can you get a hit? Whatever. I don't need Ronnie to homer and try, you know, pull. I need Ronnie just to get on base. Get on base. Put pressure on the Mets defense. Force them to have to make perfect throws again. Force DeGrom to have to work around guys on base. To me today, Ronnie is the key to getting this thing cranked up and going. If I can get him on base and let him do his running around and wreaking havoc on the base paths and things like that, get me as many of those speed guys on the base paths in this game today. But you have to find a way to win. You lose today, the chances of winning the division go like that real quick because you're six back in the loss column with 40-whatever games left and only three against the Mets. All right, when we get back, is Alex Anthopoulos of the Braves the most popular GM in Atlanta history? We'll talk about that next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hitting hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta in your search browser. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. You know, Alex Anthopoulos, um, what a magnificent job he's done of constructing this team and most importantly is keeping guys around, right? And and of all the things that Alex Anthopoulos has done, because I'm going to ask the question, is he the most popular general manager in the history of Atlanta sports? Is he the best general manager in the history of Atlanta sports? And I know for a lot of people that's like, well, that's like being the night, that's like getting voted nicest guy on death row. Yeah, I get some of that. We'll talk about that in just a second. But the number one thing to me, the championship and everything, I get that. That's the most important thing at the end of the day. But think about how he has completely changed the perception of what the Braves are and what the Braves will do from a spending standpoint, right? There is nobody now that can argue that Liberty Media is cheap, that he's not able to do what he needs to do, that he's not able to go out and make the moves that are necessary. He's been able to make every trade that he wanted to. He's been able to sign every guy that he wanted to. He's been able to lock up his core. They've spent almost half a billion dollars in contracts between Harris and Riley and this guy and that guy, right? Olsen and everybody. They've spent almost half a billion dollars in contracts. And they still have Dansby, Max Freed, guys like that. I mean, hell, who's going to be next? Contreras or whoever. You know, they're they're going to go out and spend money, and they are going to push toward a $200 million payroll. That is the complete opposite perception of what he inherited about Liberty Media. He has changed that narrative completely. Is he the best general manager in the history of Atlanta sports? Think about the Falcons, right? I mean, the top three guys, look, Rich McKay started it, Thomas Dimitrov finished, 
the best era ever of Falcons football, right? Now, Dan was the general manager when they went to the Super Bowl in 98, okay? He did obviously a good thing. Made the Mike Vick trade, this, that, and the other, got in the Super Bowl, you know, put those pieces together and this, that, and the other. But McKay, until it just, 07, it flopped. Mike goes to federal prison. You know, they they draft Jamal Anderson, not the running back, but the defensive lineman out of Arkansas, who was awful. One of the That's one of the worst rookie seasons I've ever seen a guy have was Jamal Anderson. Like, you talk about a guy who couldn't make a play, and that was the draft where Patrick Willis was in the draft, Darrell Revis. Is the, there's like, go look at that draft in 07. There's like five guys in the first round that are headed to the Hall of Fame, and we drafted Jamal Anderson. And then in 08, you know, Dimitrov comes in, and he pulls the move that changed the organization. He brought in the most important player in the history of the franchise. He also had the best free agent signing of all time in Michael Turner. By the way, because you're going to ask me that you're going to say in the comments, what about Tony? Tony Gonzalez was not a free agent signing. He was a trade. John Abraham was a trade. So I'll go ahead and knock those two out for you right now. Abraham and Gonzalez were trades. They were not free agent signings. Michael Turner was the best free agent signing this team has ever had. For what he did and what he meant to those te this team in those first few years. So look, can't knock what Thomas Dimitrov did. From the Hawks side, you know, Travis Schlenk, Stan Kasson, Mike Budenholzer. Okay, you know, the Hawks are still a work in progress. Certainly Budenholzer helped put the team together when he had to take over the general manager spot and put together the team that won the 60 games and got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Eh, okay. You know, Stan Kasson, eh, he became very unpopular after trading Dominique Wilkins. So I'm going to probably discredit the Hawks. The Braves, obviously, when you look at what John Scherholz meant, eh, okay, the real guy who deserves a lot of credit for building the 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 winning um, mindset and and the roster and everything and developing their minor league organization. Bobby Cox deserves a lot of credit for all that. Bobby Cox probably doesn't get enough credit for what he meant as a general manager before they started winning and he was the manager and all that kind of stuff. He was behind the scenes building that. Their scouting department and Bobby Cox put together the the base foundation of what would be the success for the Braves all through the 90s and things like that. But for what Alex Anthopoulos has done in a short amount of time, you know, he's had very few swings and misses, right? Marcelo Zuna's a swing and a miss. He got two years and 32 million that's still owed to Marcelo Zuna. Yep, I'm hating on Marcelo Zuna. Go ahead and put that in your comment. Well, why is he hating on Marcelo? Because he stinks. Just like I said a few minutes ago. How many times do I have to say he stinks? He is not helping you. He hurts your team. He doesn't help you. That's why the manager is sitting him. Am I being clear about that? Is, is there any wiggle room about my thoughts on all this kind of stuff? All right, we'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, let me talk about my folks over at Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. You know I love these folks. I drink their coffee every single morning. I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee right next to me here. I make a pot of it every single morning. Look, you want organic blends. You want K-cups. You want flavored coffees. I can, can I tell you that that flavored coffee, I'm not a big flavored coffee guy, but I like to mix in a little bit of flavored coffee in because it smells so good. The aroma of that coffee is tremendous. Here's what we've got going on. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Coffeeam.com backslash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Check out the wide menu of stuff that they have. They got K-Cups. They got this. They got this. Bada boop. They got teas. They got mugs. They got this. Gift sets. Whatever you need, it's all at coffeeam.com. When you put that first order together, coffeeam.com, you get to the checkout. I want you to put the coupon code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on. Put that coupon code in. When you're at the checkout, you get 15% off that first order of coffees, teas, gift sets, whatever order you've put together. 
coffeeam.com, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. But you can't deny what Alex Anthopoulos has done in a short amount of time. You know, knocking out the narrative that the that Liberty Media won't spend, not signing their guys and bringing their guys around. Yeah, I understand. Freddie left. I understand that that whole thing got come. That's not all on Alex Anthopoulos. That's on Freddie's agents and Freddie himself too. That they, it's not like that their hands are completely clean in that whole situation. But you look at what he's done in a short amount of time to get this thing back to where they are a championship team and winning the World Series last year and locking up your core where they're going to be a handful for the National League for several more years, right? With Riley here for a long term, Michael Harris here for a bunch of years, Olsen here for a bunch of years. I expect Max Freed. You know, I don't know what's going to happen to Dansby, what we talked about the other day. Look, if Dansby leaves, I understand Grissom isn't necessarily the perfect profile at shortstop, but given what he's done at second base, you can sure as hell play him at shortstop since that's where he's been playing in the minors. He didn't play any second base in the minors. He played shortstop and third base. So you have answers. That's the other thing, too, about this thing is it's not just signing your veteran core. It's also how they've developed their minor league system. Remember all those years we heard about how good the Braves minor league system was and this and the other, and that was built off the backs of Pache and Waters and things like that. But when you have Strider and Harris and Vaughn Grissom and these guys coming up in just a short amount of time in a couple of years, again, two years ago, Strider's at Clemson, and he's out here mowing guys down now at the big league level. Their development of players, their ability to know when to push the button, their ability now, they they know they're in win now mode. And that's the thing I give Alex Anthopoulos credit for too. They know that this is their window to pile up championships. And they finally kind of gotten over that hurdle about giving up prospects. They've moved on from Pache. They've moved on from Waters. They moved on from Longoliers. I saw, I saw Longoliers the other night. He hit a home run for Oakland, right? He's going to be a good player, you know, but they've been willing to do that at the behest of trying to make sure that they locked up their guys and they made the moves necessary to keep this a championship-winning team. And look, even if the Braves don't win the division, which is becoming less and less likely, and today will be a pendulum kind of moving about, okay, we're really still in the division mix, or okay, this thing is starting to go a separate way. Braves are going to be in the playoffs. There's literally virtually no chance. They're in the 90-plus percentile of making the playoffs, right? They're still going to be maybe the number one or two wild card team when all is said and done. Right. So the Braves are going to be in you know, the playoffs this fall. We ain't got to worry about all that. And they'll be a tough out. Beating the Braves four out of seven times is going to be a handful for any team that goes up against them. So Anthopolis has done a magnificent job. He's brought back this culture of being at the top of the heap in the National League. He's knocked down the narrative that Liberty Media won't spend. And he's keeping this team together for the long, long term. He may be the best general manager we've ever had in Atlanta. All right, when we come back, boy, Atlanta United is not fun to watch right now. It was another stinker again last night. We'll talk about that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta in the search browser, 
hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment, free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there. And of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Besides upsetting Braves fans, which I, I enjoy upsetting fans, I do, I admit, I'm a heel, even though I've got my Austin 316 shirt on. I, this is Steve Austin kind of circa, you know, late 96, you know, early 97 before he became the baby face of the company, right? Um, and besides telling Braves fans that Marcelo Zuna stinks, that's why I'm hating on him, okay? This has been a very underwhelming year for Atlanta United, okay? And, and this is probably going to upset some of the soccer fans and things like that. That's cool. I get it. I understand that. But this team is not fun to watch. Take last night, you know. You see the score arbitrarily that it was two to one, right? And you say, ah, oh, Atlanta, you're not just about pulled it off. They were down two to nothing for most of that game. Give Joseph Martinez credit. He scored his 100th MLS goal. Can't take anything that away from him. But this team is so frustrating to watch. And I understand completely all of the injuries that they've had with Guzan, with Miles Robinson. I get all of the injuries. I understand. I'm not mad at their defense, goaltending, and things like that. Where my frustration lies is you do have Tiago Almada. You do have Joseph Martinez. You do have Aruju. Where are those guys? Why can't we break through with our attack? Now, here's a couple of numbers I want to give to you, okay? First off, on the season, okay, from a points standpoint, only four teams in all of MLS have more points or have fewer points, excuse me, than Atlanta United does. They're fifth from the bottom in the entirety of MLS this year in points. They have taken the second most shots in all of MLS. They also have the third most on target shots. So they're creating chances and opportunity, but nothing is getting in the back of the net. They're 12th in MLS in shooting percentage. They're 16th in goals scored. They average 1.36 goals per game. Okay. This is what I say. Where's the old United? You know, you talk to some of the guys that cover you, and, and I think that this team is covered really well. The Jason Longshores, the Felipe Cardenas, you know, Kevin Egan's a buddy of ours uh, as well. Julian Sakovitz. I think there's a lot of great people that cover. And you talk to them, and it's kind of the, the same kind of thing, you know. You hear some of the things about what's the difference between Atlanta United now and they were a few years ago when they were running through the MLS and they were winning the championship and all this kind of stuff. They haven't replaced those role players. They haven't replaced the Nagbees and guys like that over these last couple of years. Yeah, they're top-line guys. Almada, Arujo, you know, Joseph Martinez, those guys are there. But they haven't replaced a lot of those guys through the middle of that team. You know, they haven't replaced a lot of those guys. The the, the Michael Parkhurst and guys like that and Nagbee and guys, they haven't replaced enough of those guys. So they've got the guys at the top, but their attack and their ability to score – just drives you nuts. I understand you have trouble at goaltender. I understand you have trouble at defense because you've got so many injuries that have happened to this team. I get that part of it, but that has nothing to do with your attack. It has nothing to do with putting the ball in the back of the net, which is what this team did so well. And teams don't fear coming to a Mercedes-Benz Stadium anymore. It used to be if you came into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you were headed out with a, with a zero. If you got a one-pointer, if you got a draw out of uh, coming to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you felt pretty lucky. And in a league where so teams look at the stats this year in MLS about teams winning on the road, right? Teams are struggling mightily in this league 
to win games on the road. And last night, you know, the Red Bulls find a way to get it done. And statistically, you look, things were pretty even. 13 to 12 on shots. Shots on target, five apiece, right? Red Bulls actually had three yellow cards to one for Atlanta United. It's just frustrating. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team this year. I don't see how you're going to jump over all those teams and accumulate a three-point wins. Do you, how often do you trust this team to go out and get a three-point victory nowadays? Very rarely. But they don't look like the old United. And this offseason is, we talk about pendulum swings. Which way is the pendulum going to go for Atlanta United? Because they've got to see, they have to replace Darren Neal's. What's going to be the future of Carlos Bocanegra? If Carlos Bocanegra doesn't get Darren Neal's job, where does he fit in the pantheon of things? Because part of this is, you know, it's going to fall on him. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it's going to fall on him. I'm not saying Bocanegra's done a, an awful job, but it also hasn't gotten back to where we expected. Atlanta United was the one who set the expectations of, oh, we don't want to just be good in MLS. We want to be good worldwide. And we're winning this, you know, CONCACAF and U.S. Open. Okay, well, Right now, I need you to win the MLS. That's your league. That's your bar. That's where people in the industry are looking at. We can worry about CONCACAFs and U.S. Opens and all that, you know, all these other, you know, Mickey Mouse trophies all over and stuff like that later on. I got to win your league first. Get competitive in your league. And there are only four teams with less points than Atlanta United. That's not all injury. That's not all because of injury. It certainly doesn't help, but your attack should be better than what it is. And yeah, they finally scored late in the game last night. Joseph, I said, his 100th goal. Can I tell you, the days of building this team around Joseph Martinez are over. You're going to have to start building around somebody else. There's a definite possibility when you talk to folks around Atlanta United that Joseph's either going to get traded or moved in this offseason or sold or whatever, that he may not be here next year. That's kind of where it's at. I'm not saying it's time to completely hit the reset button, but you can't build around and trust Joseph Martinez anymore. He doesn't look like the same player. You know, the injuries are one of those things that with Joseph, it always feels like you're one play away from him missing eight weeks. And everybody loves Joseph. He's one of the most popular athletes ever in the Atlanta sports scene. And what he's meant and done for this organization will never be matched. Nobody will ever match the impact and the importance of Joseph Martinez and what he's meant. But there comes a time in every man's life, as the saying goes, that you have to start to rethink what your organizational strategy is. And this organization has to figure out, how do I get guys that can help me win an MLS right now? How do I get guys? And look, I know it's not easy in soccer. You have roster restrictions, you have salary cap, only X amount of international players and, you know, this and that and transfer windows. And it's not like other sports, right? There's so many hurdles with the salary cap and, and international, you know, moves. And there's so many hurdles that you have to have, but here's the thing. They don't pay Carlos Bocanegra and whoever Darren Hill's replacement is going to be. They don't pay him seven or eight bucks. Those guys get millions of dollars to get this thing on track. It's been a very disappointing and underwhelming season. I like Pineda, their manager. He's got an MLS background. I like all that. And I like some of the pieces. And maybe this thing will kind of magically turn itself around next year. Maybe. But there's a lot of work because they are not fun to watch. I don't know what the answer is when it comes to getting the ball in the back of the net because they're creating things. 
but they've got to figure some things out because right now this team isn't fun to watch at all. All right, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zeno your second listen every day. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports. He's free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Leave me a hate comment. I enjoy um, those greatly out there because they make me laugh. Also, too, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Five-star review is there. Then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow to wrap up the week. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.